amount of time we do get to see him practice, uh, you can tell that he's a little bigger in the rear section of the, of his middle body. Um, he, he's got a little butt to him. Now, whether or not he's up to 300, that sounds a little bit high. Um, but he, he's definitely put on weight. Uh, he's, he's bigger than he was the sports the, end, bash. Um, the Kansas season. Um, exactly how much I think is, is probably not nearly as relevant as the report that he, uh, he blew off the strength and conditioning coach. Uh, that to me was a more important part of the report. Yeah, Derek. Now reports that you just mentioned brought up that he had a blow up with team strength and conditioning coach, uh, James Davis. He was sent home. How, number one, let's talk about that. I mean, is this talk about the mental aspect that he's dealing with right now? I mean, are you looking at a guy that maybe is having trouble dealing with playing in the NBA and NBA life, or we should say not playing? I mean, do you think that there is some mental aspects of this that is starting to creep in on him? Well, I think if there's a real problem, it's not – I don't think that he has a problem playing in the NBA. Uh, you know, I think when you look at Joel Embiid and how much he improved, in a very short time span, you know, really, he's, he played basketball for three years. Um, he didn't do that by not doing anything. I think you get him on a basketball court, get him working on his post moves, on his jump shot, running up and down the court. Um, I don't think it's it's. I don't think he's lazy in that sense. Uh, now, whether or not he's able to, you know, he might have a little problem being motivated right now. Uh, whether he has the most motivation to go on an anti gravity treadmill when he he's really not close to being back. You know, there might be something to that. Uh, you know, I think he had, it's a combination of him not playing, uh, him really having no prospect of not even playing in a game, but, you know, he's still a bit away from real practicing with the team. Uh, what he went through with his, his younger brother passing uh, earlier this fall. Um, and, you know, he's always had some questions around his, his diet. Uh, they had some problems with him at Kansas. Uh, Specifically, pink lemonade. He he, he loved. Um, you know, they they've had some problems getting him to eat healthy. So you combine his lack of activity with maybe not being in the best state of mind because of the brother and a lack of activity. Um, you know, it's it's something to watch. I don't want to panic. I don't want to worry too much about it right now. Uh, you know, I do. My general feel is that he's a good kid who's going to work hard. But I think he might be going through a tough time right now. Derek, do you feel? that he wants to play, you know, like, is I don't know how far off he looks like, you know, to you, that is he ready to play or will he be ready to play at some point? Do you feel like ultimately that this could be a problem, that he wants to get out there and that that could be an issue, say, in, you know, mid-February, that this guy's healthy and it's evident and it's obvious and he wants to play and the team's going to hold him back? Well, I'm sure he wants to play. You know, Nerlens Noel Do you think he's close to playing? Well. Do you think he's close to closer than Noel was last year? No, I don't. I don't think he's close to playing at all. You know, Noel was pretty much ready to play by March. Uh, I don't see. I don't see Joel being ready to play in a month and a half. Um, the combination of, I mean, he's he's still really not jumping. He's not landing hard on his foot. Uh, when you see him, he's pretty much going through moves, slow motion, uh, shooting jump shots. Not even really jump shots, more set shots. Uh, I think he's quite a bit away. And then you add in add in this conditioning, and I'm not sure he's really close to playing. You know, being at an NBA level conditioning. Uh, I would be surprised if he plays this year. I think I'm sure he wants to, but I think when you look at Nerlens Noel, and you know, he really hasn't had any setbacks in terms of of his knee, and and sitting him out that that last, you know, we're really talking about maybe ten games. 
may have been the right thing to do just from you know making sure he's ready when he does get on that basketball court and he does have to make NBA moves. Talk with Derek Bodner, LibertyBallers.com. For more on the 76ers, you can check out his piece about Joel Embiid and, you know, this maturity and his, uh, you know, the mental state that he is in right now. As you mentioned, his brother passed away and, um, you know, he's not playing. He's injured. They sent him home. You mentioned the second part of that report by Keith Pompey over at the Inquirer was something that you really uh, wanted to dig a little deeper in, which is the blow-up that he had with James Davis. And why, to you, is that such a big part of this story? Well, I mean, I think when you look at players, there's a lot of players who come into this league with just the world of talent, um, physical gifts, athletic skills, that don't end up making the most of it. Uh, and you want to you know that Joel Embiid's not going to be good, because I think he's got enough athletic gifts that he's going to be good almost no matter what. But you want to make sure that he's great. Um, and we're certainly not saying that this is an indication that he doesn't have that drive. You know, like we said, he's got he's got a lot working against him right now. He pretty much came over here for one reason. Uh, he moved away from his family, came to a strange place to play basketball, and he's not able to do that right now. And you know, he's, he's alone in terms of family, his, his brother. Um, so you don't want to really read too much into it. But it is the hardest thing to try to figure out for a young player because there's immaturity that a player will grow out of, and there's immaturity that's a sign of you know a lack of of dedication and work ethic. And it's sometimes hard to really figure out which is which. And that, to me, is the concerning part. Not that this is an indication that Joel doesn't have that drive, but that it's just impossible to really know right now. You know, the, the report basically said he was up to 300 pounds, whether he is or not. Now, a team spokesman say, look, he's never been over 275. What is Joel Embiid's ideal playing weight? Where do you think the Sixers want him to be? I, I think probably in the 240 to 250 range. Uh, he claimed that he was at 230 uh, by the end of his season last year at Kansas. That's probably a little bit low. Uh, but I would say, you know, as he develops and, and gets stronger, and, and he's been making a lot of progress in that over the last few years, as he develops and gets stronger, the 240 to 250 range is, is probably a good range for him, at least at this point in his life. You know, Derek, uh, last week we heard the reports about Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, did they just kind of fizzle out? Do you think that's something that's going to be ongoing throughout the course of the year? Um, obviously, uh, he's been playing a little bit better since those reports came out. Uh, I think he's had maybe two or three of his best games since that report. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't think those reports were really close. I think they're just reports that, that they were listening. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that those have fizzled out. And, yeah, I do probably expect them to pop up. Um, you know, with, with some regularity. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sixers coming up in about 22 minutes from now. You can hear the game on MLK Day, their annual game at 2 o'clock against the Wizards right here on 97.3. And then I'll be back on right after the game uh, with some thoughts on the Joel Embiid stuff. I think the story that comes out about him, it's kind of unfortunate when you hear that. And you wonder how he's going to handle hearing these kind of things. How do you, you know, because he seems... You know, he's very active on Twitter. He's very out there. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't do any interviews. The team kind of restricts him from doing that. But he seems like a guy who is a kid. He seems like, I don't want to say somewhat immature, but I guess that's the only word that we can use to describe him. You see him more so than, I guess, talk to him. Would you describe him as a, a pretty immature guy at this stage of his professional career? Well, I, I think certainly there's some aspects of his personality that are – Easy going to the point where you question that. And I think Twitter is the most most evident, um, you know. But I think it's possible that he, he responds to this in a, a positive manner. It may even be why uh, the information was leaked. 
um, to try to motivate him and, and, and get him to realize that this is something that people take seriously and that, you know, he really needs to get back into shape before he's able to play basketball. Um, you know, so the hope is that he sees this kind of almost public shaming and uses that as motivation. And I, I think there's a pretty good chance he does that. I do think he wants to be a good player. I think he wants to, uh, you know, make a positive impression when he's able to play. Uh, so hopefully this, this turns out to be a good thing in the end. Well, how important is he, do you think, uh, Joel Embiid, to this franchise? Uh, obviously he was a very high pick, and th- there's a lot invested in him in terms of where this franchise is going forward. But Brett Brown and, and Sam Henke, do you believe that they think that he is the centerpiece, as Brett Brown said before, he's the centerpiece of our universe? Is he the guy that they're counting on to turn this franchise around the corner and start in the next direction? Or is that guy not on this team still? So I, I think he absolutely is. And I think there's a, a bunch of very good players in this draft. Uh, but I would have Joel Embiid ranked ahead of all of them, even Julio Okafor. Uh, he is the best asset they have. He is the best asset they have a chance of getting. So I think he's, he's extremely important uh, for them. He's a guy that you can build around. Uh, he's, he's a guy that can change the game on both ends of the court. And I absolutely think that he's, he's, he's the center of the Sixers universe right now. All right, uh, Derek Bonner, at Derek Bonner NBA for more on the Sixers. Keep your eye on this Joel Embiid stuff. I know we asked you about a month ago, has your percentage changed on Embiid playing? I think you said 10% chance. Uh, any thoughts on that moving at all in, say, in seeing him at any point this year? Uh, it, it's probably around the same. It might be slightly down. Um, you know, even if the bone is healed fully, uh, you know, like I said, he does have some work to get back into NBA shape. So it might be around the 5% range, but I, I thought it was always a, a long shot, uh, and, and that hasn't really changed. All right, Derek. Check out LibertyBallers.com for more from all the great guys over there and 973ESPN.com for all of Derek's Sixers material, including his latest mailbag, which is up on our website. Thank you, Derek. Yep, take care. Sixers hoops coming up in 20 minutes here on 973ESPN.